All right, rolling down to worst disappointment. Um, you know, we saw a lot. lot of bad shit this year. There's a lot. Looking at this list, I feel like I've wasted a lot of time. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think so. The other thing is. <laughs> I think that a good way to divide this list is things that just were abject failures versus things that tried something noble and failed. I, I know our audience right now is reading down this list. Let's address the elephant in the room, the trash people, right off the bat. Yes. Because, we, yes, number 14 and 15 are basically the same, except one is larger in scope. The trash people were just so fucking bad. If the trash people didn't exist in The Walking Dead, it would be a full letter grade higher. Absolutely. Like, and it would go from <laughs> F to D+. Plus. I almost don't know that they belong in the worst disappointment category, simply because it, we had no expectations. Shoehorning them into the plot materially made the season worse, much worse. Absolutely. In fact, you could yeah. argue that that's kind of like the linchpin... That made everything fail. It's one of the big reasons that I hated this season, sure. Yeah. Like, the the way they had to structure getting the trash people onto the fucking show. And the poor decisions that people had to make to for get, that to happen. Right. Infected the entire season, much like a walker bite. Yeah. So... So I don't know that we're going to keep both of those on the list. We just wanted the, to really the, talk this category, about the fucking is, is, trash is, people. Uh, is this category viable for video games? Because I would like to throw... If so, I'd like to throw Destiny 2 on that list. Not... Destiny 2 is a okay video game that I played that I just looked up. I played for 90-some hours that, unlike the previous Destiny that I played for 1,000 hours over the course of three years, is just... And I, I think it's higher than that because I deleted two characters to make room for Destiny 2. No, boy. Um, it's just... To make room for a different game on your hard drive? Well, no, no, no. Um, the, the, the idea was the slots that... The they kept... Yeah, slots? your guardian is the same guardian in Destiny 2 that was in Destiny 1. Huh. And one of my guardians was created by my son mm-hmm. and had the most fucked up looking character I've ever seen. And the other was like I made just as in a hurry as an afterthought. Like the one that I really felt affection and I played most of was my warlock and I kept I kept her to, to transition to Destiny 2. But that's mm-hmm. the that's the biggest dis- disappointment that that it's just a skin. I got to keep nothing of Mike's. There is nothing that you I can point to. If I if I if a, a Destiny Two Guardian saw me, there's no way they could possibly know that I've been there since day one. Hmm. And that was the promise that Bungie made. And not only that, Destiny Two, why again like a solid game, just doesn't is it's it's a fucking mile wide and an inch deep. And that's why yeah. I have the only reason I'm still playing it is because I've got some friends on a PC that I'm trying to get through the raid, which is still a fantastic experience. But there's absolutely no reason to run that more than two or three times. Hmm. Whereas I ran some of those other raids dozens and dozens and the, the crowd is in. I fucking got so obsessed with I, I learned how to solo it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I it's it's a big disappointment, but it's a video game, so I don't know if it actually fits in these categories. Yeah, our our stuff is more TV movies. So let's talk. Let's let's do the thing where we talk about each each contender and talk about it, and then we'll try to rank them. Sneaky Pete, go. Sneaky Pete, man. I so didn't even this see has, Sneaky Pete. Uh, so I watched six episodes of this, five five or six episodes. Uh, it it sounds awesome. So Giovanni Ribisi mm-hmm. is a guy who owes a lot of money to a, a gangster played by Brian Cranston, um, and they have to steal a whole series of sports cars to get him out of Hawk. I've seen this one. I actually have seen this. Angelina one. Jolie does not figure prominently <laughs> into this, but I can't say she's not in the background. Uh, and and this like setup of a guy who takes on an identity 
of his cellmate when uh, from when he was in prison and goes and lives with their family and pretends to be him mm-hmm. was such a cool idea when combined with the actors that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mags is in it. Mags Bennett. Um, Margot Martindale. Yep. That's her name. I was like, how could you miss on this? And it's an Amazon original. I'm like, okay, we got some interesting content here. So I watched six episodes of it, and they consistently disappointed me with just how, I guess, thoughtless the writing was. They they continue to do these really ridiculous things. What are you? What are I, you oh, I hit Control-T, <laughs> and then like it popped up. And I'm like, what the hell did it all just New show? Window. Because like, was there anything? I'm always curious. That, like, Did my fucking front, did my oh. Chase account show up there? You right. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. We're good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think Sneaky Pete was just a failure of writing. You had some good acting from Brian Cranston. You had some really poor decisions when it came to the twists and kind of navigating the plot of this thing. Yeah, I was excited to see this, and you completely I hated war- it. You warned me off. Yeah. So I, I scratch it from my list. Yeah, it was super disappointing to me, given the, the cast. Was it bad or just disappointing? Yes. Okay, so uh, yeah. It, it, it turned out to be bad. Okay. Um, was it brave or interesting in the choices is it made because that's where i'm trying to separate like you know like like mother i kind of want to be like okay you were trying to do something and it just didn't fucking work or it was it came across as pretentious rather than enlightening or you're just like super up jennifer lawrence's ass and Mm -hmm. I, i don't know um Suburbicon. You did not see this. I did. This is Matthew Damon uh, in a... Matthew. Mr. Matthew Damon. Mr. Matthew Damon was in <laughs> a, a Coen Brothers picture, and it was bad. It said a bunch of uninteresting, very elementary things about racism in America. Hmm. It shoehorned... Uh, I mean, it's essentially uh, Matt Damon playing a psychopath or sociopath, but mm-hmm. he did that very, very well in the talented Mr. Ripley. And this, who like, would you say played the better? Um, I guess person with neuroses was it? Matt, I haven't seen Matt Split. Damon. In I also Suburbicon? haven't seen Split, which I heard good things about. Split. Yeah, that was the M Night Shyamalan with uh, fucking Professor Xavier, mm. where he played the split personality killer. Right. That yeah, that got it looked stupid, but it got a lot of buzz. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, or was it uh, Ben Affleck in The Accountant? I haven't seen Ben Affleck in The Accountant. <laughs> okay, I have. He, I think it was on a list somewhere this year. I said, um, like Dan, they're talking about Dan Harmon, and they they pitched it like autistic Batman. Yeah, pretty much. Um, autistic assassin, yeah, accountant. And I can't remember the guy who's joined uh, that that replaced uh, Dan Feinberg on Alan Seppenwall's uh, TV Avalanche uh, podcast. But that guy loves this. I mean, loves that. Like, okay. I mean, love. I mean, he clearly it's a skewed view, but he he finds it very entertaining and amusing. Sure. And he's watched it mm-hmm. multiple times, and he keeps getting things out of it. And he's got these theories and stuff that I I, I, I really want to watch it, but. No, I think I mean I don't know. This it's was, worth a watch. This had a couple of real, but but here is I mean it did have a couple of really good moments in it. Suburbicon, yeah, like Oscar Isaac's comes in as the insurance adjuster, who's like immediately sees through this this bullshit that that Matt Damon's trying to do. Uh huh. Um, his the guy that, the kid that plays his son who's caught up in the middle of this. There's a there's a scene at the end that's just just gut punch after gut punch about. You know, this little boy realizing that his daddy's going to kill him. That's how mm. fucking 
I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy it is. But like, intentionally kill him or get him killed? No, like he's gonna he's going to he's gonna murder him. Uh, Matt Damon's murdering kids in this movie. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay. Does anyone want to see that movie? Like I, and I, I think, think I do. This yeah. is also marketed kind of as a like a Coen Brothers farce, mm-hmm. and it's not. No, I thought it was. A, I would thought it was a, a, a creative failure at almost every level, but mm. it did have two or three moments that like I I'll take with me for a good long while. Um, okay. The final scene with Matt Damon and his son in a movie, especially. Um, but there you go. Uh, I don't know whether I should call that a admirable failure, but it was certainly a big disappointment. You see everyone attached to this film, and wasn't it also directed by George Clooney? That's the other thing I that I thought so. was the yeah. um, what I I thought um, it had some some interesting pedigree potential, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it just turned out to be a yeah directed by George Clooney. It turned out to be a big piece of shit. Uh, Mother. This is this is Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. And he makes a creation. He he retells a creation myth with a single set and Javier Bardem and a bunch of other people. Jeremy and it, Lawrence. And yeah. it, it is something else. It is something to see. It is yeah. something else. And it comes so close to being a pretty good horror movie, but it's so dragged down by its own allegory, and it's so... So up his ass. Like I feel like he read he 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 wrote this script on acid, and just decided to go with that that the cosmic child insight he had, and not put it through any kind of revision because yeah, it's so close to being a, a pretty gripping horror film, and it just it just never gets there. It it wants to be Rosemary's Baby, so so bad. <laughs> Yeah. But he also wants to say something big about mankind's relationship with God and the earth and each other mm-hmm. and 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 traditional Judeo-Christian mythos that it just collapses under its own weight. Yeah, the more I've thought about that movie since seeing it, the less I like it. I don't feel like I ever have to see it again because, like, just thinking back, like, yep, this is exactly what he's going for. Uh-huh. Just, there's no deeper themes that, like, and, and the deeper themes are blindingly obvious on mm-hmm. first on first watch. They are. Uh, Alien Covenant. Uh, this is another film yeah. that I was looking because I actually like a lot of Prometheus, mm-hmm. a lot of the world building and the big ideas of Prometheus. This movie took those all the it took all those things, all those things I liked, and turned the volume on them way down, and took all the things I didn't like, like uh, alien biologists taking their taking their fucking helmets off and just yeah. playing with. The potentially decisions. vicious and contaminated space creatures. It just just went it just went full stupid with that. Yeah, like it's. I mean, uh, I mean, Star Trek. I guess gets away with it because Kirk did the same shit. Like uh-huh. you know, where he just beamed down, no spacesuit, no nothing, just like you know, whatever. Fuck it, I'll run around on acid grass. It doesn't matter. Um, th- this 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 <laughs> film just like it's. I, I don't know, has man. He, has he taken the acid grass, or is he, he literally it. walking on he the acid it. grass? He smoked it. Then he was okay. walking on sunshine. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, this is just a bad, bad, ill-conceited movie with yeah, almost with enough... just incredibly stupid decisions all around. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about like production decisions. I'm talking about character decisions. At the script, it it's, it's, it's torn it. up from the floor up, script up. It yeah. just, I mean, it, it looks amazing and it's competently made, and uh, the acting is very good for for what it is. But it just was ill conceived from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, 
No, there there are some really good scenes in there that I like, um, but so many of the characters making such dumb decisions to get to those scenes that I just was hugely disappointed by it. Yep. Uh, let's talk about Iron Fist, which you is... You talk about Iron Fist. Which I haven't is seen it. the Netflix... Um, should we more specifically, should we subtitle this the Sir Loris, the guy who plays Sir Loris? Yeah, so Finn Jones, the guy apparently play- that was the most disappointing part, yeah? I mean... That's what I hear I, people talking about. I like Finn Jones. I thought he did a very good job portraying the the Double D's version of yeah. the Knight of Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, but holy shit, this guy can't do action. Right. Like it, and I don't know whether they tried and he just didn't get it or i mean i i think it's just that he sucks because the defenders came back and everything was a problem like if i was if i was finn jones and i made this thing and i got paid money and i'm a professional and i see the reviews of iron fist i fucking hit the gym and i i hire i hire some wushu masters and i i spend i I spend at least as much time a day as I spend watching television for a living, mm-hmm. training myself to be like like look at have you seen any of the shit that Keanu Reeves did to get in the John Woo form? Uh I've seen his gun stuff, like yeah, his like, tournament stuff. He, yeah. He fucking can do the shit yeah. that he does on John Woo at full speed. He's a beast, yeah. Or, I mean John Woo. He, <laughs> John he, Wick. Yeah. Uh and I think it that shows, like, you know, uh, he he's always been kind of a competent action guy, and he keeps adding tools to that tool set. Yeah. And this Finn Jones guy just seems like the laziest fucking actor in the world. Or he just doesn't have the aptitude for it. I mean, it's possible that he just can't get does there, he, especially does, in a year. Like, can, he, can he walk down the sidewalk without tripping? Because I'm like, the level of... Oh, it's just... I mean, I, I watched the first two, maybe three episodes, and it's just so god awful. The action is so god awful, hmm. and the the scenario is so wildly like like most Marvel Netflix shows grab you by the balls and then let you go gently for four or five episodes in the yeah. middle, then grab you again. Right. This thing just like never even it, it, it made a grab for my balls. I was like, stop that! No, <laughs> no, just like slapping them away, and you know, huh? And if he was a better martial artist, he probably could have grabbed those balls. Yes. But that's, no, a first, just... that's the first thing that Mr. Miyagi teaches you. And the thing is, like, Marvel Netflix shows had a certain reputation for quality. Like, no one said that Daredevil sucked. No one said no. Jessica Jones is an abject failure. People mm-hmm. said a lot of nice things about Luke Cage. Iron Fist was the first one that just fucking sucked. And it really was a boat anchor around the, the, the Defenders, which hmm. didn't make the list because, you know, I think it overcame his bullshit. But, man... Um, wow. Okay, let's talk about American Horror Story. American Horror Story is... Uh, shit, I said this guy's name so many times it's lost all meaning. Uh, <laughs> fucking, who is the guy that makes American Horror Story? Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy, yeah. Ryan Murphy had a lot of complex reactions to both the Trump presidency and people in Hollywood's reaction to that and his perceived look at why maybe people supported Trump. And made a whole horror show about it, and it was embarrassing. Huh. It was really embarrassing, and it was some of his worst characters, and it was some of, I yeah, it, it's it's just, it was just wrong-headed and bad and not interesting at all. I thought it was going to be an entertaining type of train wreck, but it was just kind of a bummer. And it wasn't scary. It was also the least scary American Horror Story in, in recent memory, which is saying something because not all American Horror Stories usually have a scary episode or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it was bad. Uh, 
top of the lake. Sorry, I feel like I'm monologuing because I you haven't seen. Yeah, the, I haven't a, seen a these last. But um, you're, you're, we're going to go through a, a, a nice run for of you seeing stuff, and I haven't seen. Yeah, top of the lake. So top of the lake is Elizabeth Moss. She plays a. In the first season, I think the deal is that she's an Australian investigator that goes back to her hometown in New Zealand to investigate all this incredibly incestuous shit that's going down in her small hometown. Like literally incestuous? Yes. Oh boy. Uh, and and it's it's gripping and it's 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 really great character work and it's uh, like a, a fairly compelling who who done it and it's got a lot of colorful interesting characters. Top of the Lake Two takes tries to take that same format of this tension, this this pot boiler, this 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 small town, and takes it to Sydney, Australia. The things that work about Top of the Lake, where everyone knowing everybody and being each other's business, and all these like cosmic connections that are tightly connected to the plot, just like when you take it into a major metropolitan area, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like Stranger Things couldn't happen in Manhattan, right? If you took Stranger Things 2 and tried to make it Manhattan as a fundamentally different show, they tried to make the same yeah. show. And it did episode 7 of Stranger Things 2. <laughs> Even a very charming Gwendolyn Christie could not. And, 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 and that's the other thing. Like, the funnest thing in the world to be to put her, uh, Gwendolyn Christie and Elizabeth Moss together and then have them be a, a, a buddy cop show. I mean, obviously, it would be a buddy cop show, but this show just resisted doing anything entertaining or fun or servicing to the audience at, at all. Hmm. And the fact, okay. yeah, uh, no. So it, it was it was a big disappointment because I really liked Top of the Lake. It made one of a really high on the twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen Baldi's uh, Boomerang, and that's like a it's it's kind of like an anthology sort of thing yeah. with the same characters. Yes, because it's like a completely different setting, right? I mean, it's like you I mean, said, it's not an anthology. But, it's yeah, but they're like separate stories, or does it just have a subtitle for the season? Uh. It's got a different story, but there's some like the worst, in my opinion, the worst part is, um, I was mean spoilers for everything, but Elizabeth Moss's boss or supervisor sexually assaults her in pretty brutal fashion, and also it turns out that he's at the he's he's behind a lot of this small town fuckery. Uh, she paralyzes him, almost kills him in the first in the first one. He comes back in a wheelchair at this, uh, and he's accused her, like, he's suing her for, for basically wrongfully maiming him. Oh, boy. And he gets her, he, he, he gets her, um, he gets her one-on-one in a conference room in this, in this legal setting, I don't know what it is, and then gets out of his wheelchair and tries to kill her <laughs> in the courthouse. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, Jesus not? Christ, what the hell? So anyway, top of the uh, lake. Uh, talk about Ozark. I'm surprised uh, yeah, it's actually so, gotten to your disappointments uh, list. Well, I think – so the next couple of them are disappointments – the next several of them are disappointments because of um, who who is involved in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ozark is a Jason Bateman thing. I like a lot of the stuff that Jason Bateman does. Uh, and it's you know a Netflix original, so I'm thinking, okay, this has got to be – at least of some quality here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got a couple of actors that I like, and it has an interesting story. So Ozark is, a lot of people are calling it like Breaking Bad in the Ozark, right? The Ozarks. That's, yeah. Which is like a, in a Arkansas area around a lake or whatever uh-huh. um, where a lot of people go for vacations, uh-huh. um, take time off. So 
essentially Jason Jason Bateman is like a high high finance guy and he's very numbers oriented and he has a business partner who gets them in a lot of trouble with the mafia um or or Mexican cartel maybe I can't remember exactly but some drug stuff uh and so to avoid getting killed he says hey I've got this new opportunity it's in the Ozark um the Ozarks I'm going to make you a whole bunch of money if you let me live and send me down there and so he goes down there and then it becomes like a justified sort of show where so the, he's got are, a rival. These are all things that sound good. No, no, it sounds like that's the like 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 that's the thing about this. It sounds amazing. It sounds like you're really going to love this thing. And Breaking Bad is not a bad comparison, but where it falls short is in the writing. So, mm-hmm. like every every time Jason Bateman gets into a bad situation, he's able to talk himself out of it in a completely unbelievable way. Mm-hmm. Like none of these people have any reason to listen to him or, or he doesn't get to the point quick enough. He does his Jason Bateman thing where he just talks a lot and really fast and forever. Um, and he never like gets to the point of it. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally does, it's like, well, they should have killed you long ago. They have mm-hmm. no reason to keep you alive. Uh, and every time they need to make like a big decision or every time Jason Bateman gets in trouble where he should be killed, he somehow manages to, talk his way out of it in a way where you know brian cranston did that in breaking bad a lot mm-hmm. but it always felt natural it always felt like yes he has a lot of good points here and he's and he's, he's just getting by on the skin of his teeth too. right and, and that's what it sort of feels like with um ozark but it never quite connects the dots in the huh. way that breaking bad did uh which is unfortunate and then you know a lot of bad decisions it, it's not like super disappointing i watched i think Everything but the last two episodes where, where I noped it. out. I think she liked it more than you, but I, yeah. she said that she saw where you were coming from. Because we talked about this like privately. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, it, it's ultimately not like a huge disappointment, but it was disappointing given what I had heard about it and who's involved in it. Right. Uh, Girlfriend's Day is kind of the same, where it stars... Um, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Thank you. Uh who you might know from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad as Saul. Uh, And the idea, the premise here is sort of like an interesting setup where greeting card writers are treated essentially like famous authors or rock stars. Um, And so he is kind of this, this guy who is, who has written like a real, a whole lot of really good greeting cards, Mm -hmm. Uh, specifically uh, kind of around Valentine's day. He's Mm -hmm. more of a romantic writer. Uh, and he's got this reputation, and he's kind of fallen off a cliff. He can't write the greeting cards anymore. Huh. Uh, and he's very down on his luck. Since I think his wife died, uh, I want to say, or or left him or something. Um, but at every at every opportunity, they ended up not making this thing funny, and I was expecting it to be funny. Uh, right now, it has like a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. It's it's just a real piece of shit. And I, I honestly don't remember it well enough to tell you exactly why I hated it but so much. But the pedigree. But I hated it. Yes, right. and, and that was the thing, like the pedigree. It was another Netflix original thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Odenkirk was involved. We were just coming. It released like very close to when Better Call Saul was happening. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm excited for this. Watched it, and it was terrible. I, I noped out halfway through. Uh, the Circle. So this is based this is on another like who's involved with a, it. A fairly famous YA work of fiction. It had Tom Hanks in it. It has uh Hermione Granger, uh Emma Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. Yeah. Uh it's kind of her first I think certainly her first starring role since Harry Potter. Like kind of an adult 
yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Daniel Radcliffe has had a couple different ones. Making that transition. Well, yeah, he takes his pants off and fucks a horse or something on stage. I don't know. I mean, he had horns, which is yeah. good. He also have, have he had seen... that, that Equus or whatever it's called. I don't Ec... know about that. But there's yeah, also a the movie. I, I can't remember the one where he plays a corpse that someone... I, I, there's another movie that like I've 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 heard that there's a scene I think it's with him is it him and Elijah Woods where Elijah Woods like rides his body like a jet ski <laughs> across the ocean. Okay, I think I've heard I that was and I'm like, about... how have I not made time to watch that movie? But anyway, it's a Didn't circle. Didn't he do Tim the thing with uh, John Hamm as well? Oh yeah, he did that. Uh, that the the, the doc, like the memoirs of Doctor Russian Horsefucker. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. what it was. He's just he went on a horse fucking trip. For yeah, a while. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's you know, his, I don't know what his agents telling him, but uh, we're talking about we're talking about horse Emma fucking's Watson, in damn it. horse fucking's in man. The telling cir- you the circle I was excited about because I think there's a lot of smart cautionary things you can say about social media. Yeah, like essentially that's black black mirrors stock and trade and from the a, inside of like Facebook, right? Yep. Yep, and it just really in a anything it said that tried to be interesting was ham fisted, mm-hmm. and I don't know, man. I never really connected the material at all. I didn't connect with her as a person. I didn't connect with her situation. I didn't connect with the company. Like, and they also everything. don't they they don't bring it around to a very satisfying place either right. because. Yeah, Tom Hanks gets brought down, and and Pat Oswalt. But, Oswald but is that the doesn't change the system, right? right? Like you're gonna have the next person come up. You're gonna have the vice president or whatever step up and run this thing. And, Bo- and John Boyega plays the guy who like in- didn't he like secretly invent the yeah. algorithm, and now he's like and he's working against. He's, it. he's working in the sewers of the company, and but right. that never really goes anywhere. Like that 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 never like boosts the plot to any kind of st- stage two or three. And yeah, it it was. It wasn't a huge disappointment, right? Because I mean, I guess I was mostly hyped because it was Tom Hanks and it was a subject that I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, but ultimately, like, I don't think it it laughed itself out of the room. It didn't laugh itself out of the room, but the potential of this material was a much higher, and they just never they just never hit it. And maybe that was because of the material they're trying to adapt. But whatever. This next one, I really did not like Kong Skull Island. I thought thought it was was aggressively mediocre. Okay. Aggressively. I thought it was a perfect film to see in a drive-in. Sure. And I have not thought about it since. Okay. That well that sums it up why it's disappointing. Yeah. I mean it's a it's a monster movie. It uh mm-hmm. it, it's it's trying to Man, a lot of people trying to cash in on the Marvel Marvel zeitgeist here. They're trying to like you know, uh, Universal big. had the dark universe yeah. that Tom Cruise fucking killed. How is that not on that list, the mummy? Uh the mummy? Yeah. In fact, I'm trying to think of boom, like how, I just what put was it on the list. What was the hype? And was that this year? Are well, we I mean, sure? the Mummy killed a franchise in the in the cradle. It was, it was, it was, yeah. it, it it like that. That was supposed to be a what modern superhero franchise built around the Universal movie monsters, and it fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island was also trying to take the now that it didn't kill it, but. You know, you had Godzilla with Brian Cranston in it. Then you have Kong, and then there's supposed to be like a King Kong versus Godzilla. It's very Batman versus Superman. But I'm I I have a lot of fond memories of Godzilla and King Kong. Like I have a lot mm-hmm. of fond memories of being 11 year old and staying up till midnight to watch Godzilla or King Kong on Sammy Terry with my friends. And I just thought it would be a big nostalgia fest and fun, and it really wasn't. Yeah. So the Mummy. Everything I said, same. Like it's, it was okay. Um, 
you know, it had some funny moments. It had some creepy moments. Uh, it had some interesting world building moments, but mm-hmm. it was so bad that Universal decided to pull the plug on the Dark Universe before it even began. A Cure for Wellness, man, the trailer for this looked so amazing. It looked like it could be like the next, the next Matrix. Because I remember thinking like this, this trailer reminds me a lot of the Matrix trailer, where it's, it's got so many different things going on inside of it. That mm-hmm. how can it all be in the same movie? It's directed by Gore Verbinski, which has kind of a flair for for creepy, weird universes. I mean, he's the one that helmed the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, and it just was a confusing mess. And the final third act, like I kept, and in fact, the first two acts, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm I'm with it, I'm with it, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with yeah. this. And then the third act, like, oh, this they, is what you did. They turn it into like a monster movie, like a universal monster movie at the end, and a but they don't one at that right. They don't quite go far enough with it. Like if yeah. if that's what they wanted to do, I would have appreciated a little more of a nod to that in the trailers and in the first two acts of the movie, but. I remember they just kind of take this turn at the end that makes no sense to me. I remember being really impressed with the guy, the lead, and he also mm-hmm. was in... The doctor at the facility? or No, that's Jason Isaacs, right? Oh, okay. You're talking about the, the, the guy kid. in the tank. yeah. Uh, he was also in that uh, Valerian City right. of a Thousand Planets or whatever that also uh-huh. tanked. Yeah. So I'm thinking like this... I remember watching this movie like, well, the one bright thing is this guy was really interesting to watch sure like he gave me a lot of um when i saw F- professor x what the fuck is that guy's name uh not fassbender but the other one uh yeah macklemore yeah macklemore mcavoy james mcavoy he, he yeah. gave me a lot of james mcavoy from the the wanted movie when i first saw him i'm like he's mm. a really interesting guy i could see him headlighting a lot of stuff and yeah. he, did, he went on to do that uh but but but, but boy not a great 2017 for him. No, I hope it doesn't kill what momentum he has with yeah. his career. Because, yeah, you're right. He's interesting to watch. But The ugh. next movie, Gold. This is such so unfortunate. Matthew I McConaughey. really wanted this to be good. Matthew McConaughey could do no wrong. Yeah. Until he, he Stepped into a Lincoln. Gold. Oh, wait. Yeah. No. <laughs> he did. Stepped into a Lincoln, drunk as hell. Wrecked it to South America and uh, gained fifty pounds and lost all of his hair. And he made a move. I mean, this is about um, it's a it's a geology movie. Uh-huh. Get it's kind of like Wolf of Wall Street in the jungle, except for it's not anywhere. I'm, I've just made it sound ten times more interesting, which is why I was so excited for it. No, this could have been so cool. So this is like um, this is American made mixed yeah. with like Breaking Bad yeah. mixed with. Wolf of Wall like Street. This, yeah, Wolf it has of Wall all Street. That, it has all that elements in it, too. The whole, like, easy come, easy go, speculation Absolutely. Cash, uh, ma- taking advantage of people's own greed. Yep. G- getting into the wrong pocketbooks. And, and, and it has, like, an even bigger scale because now you're talking about corrupt governments, right? Yeah. Where you can... You can be battling not just the the local businesses, but also the fucking government itself. Yeah, that army, might step the in army and take rolls your up plan. on you, and yeah, right. Like yeah. it had the recipe of such a cool movie. I, and I, every time I talk about it, I'm like, this front. sounds like an awesome movie. I know, but and it bad. just didn't deliver. It did not deliver. And then The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is exceptional because every season my expectations lower, <laughs> and every season they go under that bar. They do. They undercut you every time. It's a fucking disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> it really is. Like, I, but I like worst disappointment, man. At this point, at this point, all expectations are gone. Well, but, but 
I kept. I mean, I can't if it believe got worse I keep next year. Doing, it wouldn't surprise. I me. can't believe I keep doing this, but like, and I've said this at every single, you know, like, wow, the prison arc. How are they going to be able to fuck this up? Oh, it's this arc. How are they going to be able to fuck this up? Like all out war. Every time they get you. All out war, like you know, having a bunch of extras running around with guns and like they got the like how in the hell and they got Jeffrey Dean. The, the casting continues to be amazing. Mm-hmm. They just have no idea how to tell a goddamn story yeah they have no idea how to move characters from plot a to plot b to plot c let alone give them any kind of believable character arcs within that yeah and the most fucked up disappointing thing of it is they have the story in front of them right they could sit down and write word for word what's happening in those comic panels yes and it could be awesome no like i that's what i realized like Kirkman and Allard have provided them with fucking storyboards. Yes. Shoot yes. that shit. Shoot that shit. Yeah, it's shocking how bad that show has become. The CGI is a, a mm-hmm. goddamn joke. Just it's it's bad. It's and that's the thing, like it's not the biggest disappointment because it's been like boiling a frog in a stew of disappointment this whole time. Right. The, but 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 they're they're doing they can't even do that right because I'm about to jump out. Yep. Um. But it's it's just like if 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 you're grading from like where Darabont left it to now, mm-hmm. it's one of the all time disappointments and one of the all time what ifs. Yeah. Like AMC thinks they have a gold mine now, but if they had had any, if they had just a competent showrunner <laughs> for the last eight years, this thing, well, who the hell knows and, where it'd be. And you have to remember that 15 and 16 on this list are the same thing. Yes. And and we have made our separate arguments. So now take those two arguments and combine them into yeah. one, yeah. and you have the most fucked up pile of shit. Like that did, I've ever seen on television. Didn't didn't was it in the Baldies? Did I talk about the 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 walking with your dick out moment? Or no, that was the that, Battlestar thing. Right. But like, yeah. the trash people are are the 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 walking into scene with your dick out. Except for everyone's already had their dick out. <laughs> so like, I don't even know how what, what you add right. what, what where you go from there. Yeah, like it's just like it's it's uh, you 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 know like microphone you can talk into it and the the level goes up but pretty soon it gets to red and then just starts clipping. Yeah, that's where the walk it's 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 suck is just clipping. It's it's just it's it's peg the needle. It's at max suck. It's it's breaking the dial. It, if it would went to eleven, it would go to eleven, but it only goes to ten. So it's just. It's, but I it's fully terrible. believe they're coming back next season with eleven. <laughs> like I. I have zero faith Which would be in the anything. New 10. That's I, true. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh no. Like they've they've so profoundly fucked up this storyline. There's no way to yeah. unfuck it. Yep. It, it that you know it's like uh, Cecily and I always say this quote from uh, like two seasons ago, Orange is the New Black, that uh, to- toast can't never be bread again. <laughs> That's this, yeah. this this true. this this is the, yeah you can't go back. No nope. toast can't ain't ain't never going to be bread again. Uh, no nope. gimple. And you're off to butcher Fear the Walking Dead, which by against all odds had clawed its way up from bullshit to semi high respectability. Uh, boy, ranking these things is going to be tough. It's going to be real tough uh, because they're all pretty bad. And it, I'll tell you what: in this category, can we go from like the 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 uh, the gap between our expectations yes. to the, the reality? Because gold, you have to. Gold's got to go pretty high. Otherwise, the Walking Dead is going to the top. 
yeah. with a bullet. With yeah, a fu- yeah. it's going to be number one through seven. No, it's 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 far and away the worst thing I've ever seen this year. Yeah, and without a doubt, the worst thing we've ever talked about um, on this on, uh, on Bald Move X Files. Oh X Files was pretty shitty. Okay, it's given it. X Files gives Walking Dead a run for its money. I think Walking Dead is worse. And, and here's the I also uh, first season that had no good episodes. Yeah, like we've, yeah, we've, they were we were we talk bad. about this at length on the podcast. But it used to be Walking Dead would have mostly excellent, a couple good, and one kind of head scratcher. Then we got to where it's like fifty fifty. Then we got to where it's like we had two or three good episodes in a half season and mostly bad, and then one just terrible. These were all bad. Like three terrible, one maybe the fin- maybe the, f- the, fin- the the season premiere was mediocre, but they were <laughs> none of them good, and that's the no, very first time that's them. happened. So I think like uh, the gold's got to go towards the top because I really yeah. had high expectations for that and the cure for wellness. Uh, yes, both of those can go way up. Um, um, I think Mother uh, Suburbicon. Uh, I think Mother and Suburbicon and Alien. I feel like honestly, Ozark, Alien Covenant. Ozark is pretty high up there for me. Uh, yeah, I'll put I'll throw uh, Top of the Lake up there. I think I feel like I'm I'm being sneakily kind to Sneaky Pete because he just keeps he just keeps, ra- he keeps rising sneaking down the list. He oh, keeps, he keeps yeah. going up the list. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm going to be out of top ten for too long. <laughs> um, the Circle. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't. I really I was really let down by Emma Watson. And, of course, you know, that's such a huge combination of script and director. And, I, I mean, I know she's not a terrible actor. I guess I was let down more by the premise. Like, here's, like, super interesting material to me personally, and they did not much with it. The other thing is so, this yeah, with all, the difficult. IRL Twitch is essentially the the hellscape that the circle – I mean, we're already in this universe. There's people that oh, would yeah. GoPro strapped their bodies 24-7 broadcast in their life. Yeah. I mean, did this movie really um, do anything deeply... that uh, the Truman Show didn't do? <laughs> Fair point. It, 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 it took it to society I mean, it, at it large. It makes it to where people do it voluntarily. Right. Like if Truman... And everyone does it. Truman yeah. volunteered to, to have this, this hell, hellish experience. Yeah. So um, I don't know, but I feel like it, it, I mean, it's, it's got to it any... be above all of the just complete bullshit. I had no expectations anyway. Yeah. I, it's pretty fucked up because we are doing this. Like... On a daily basis, uh-huh. when we put you know Amazon Echo devices in our house, uh-huh. it's not a camera, but it's re- it's listening to everything you say. True. And the most fucked up thing maybe is that when you ask it something, mm-hmm. it records it, and you can go through your history and play back the actual audio clip of you saying it. Can you really? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I was doing that the other day and freaking my girlfriend out. <laughs> well, so why? But it only records the stuff after you say "Hey Alexa" or whatever, right? I mean, that's all you can play back. Certainly, uh, I I don't know if it's recording everything you say. Yeah, and it's what's really scary is like um, frequently the one that I have on top of my television downstairs picks up when I'm upstairs in the living room or my bedroom. Okay, weird. Like, Does I it just could... turn on randomly? Because I've had that happen. No, like I'll I'll say because I talk to my phone the same way, and I'll yeah. and I, I don't have a device in my bedroom. That, that that actually voice uh, activate and I'll say okay Google expecting my phone to answer right and uh, the da- I can hear the the downstairs gives me the weather report or whatever and I'm like Jesus <laughs> Christ what the hell is it hearing yeah like it's it's got a whole house monitoring essentially um, yeah that is the circle except cameras 
Okay, so is there any point to like? Okay, where do you think Sneaky Pete fits in with the pedigree? Because like that, feel like that's the last. Everything else is just, you know, just shit. Yeah, I mean, everything else is probably not going to make that top ten. Um, but I think Sneaky Pete deserves to be on there because Brian Cranston and Giovanni Ribisi and Margot Martindale are all in it. And Iron Fist, I, I think Iron Fist is it makes a good rounding out of the top 10 because like net you know say what you will about marvel netflix and marvel cinematic universe and very few utter fall on your face misses in fact cinematically i can't like i don't like iron man 3 i don't like iron man 2 but they're not shitty movies Hmm. thor the dark world is not a shitty movie it's just not a particularly good thor movie and those iron men are not particularly good iron men um, whereas Iron Fist was the fir- first Mar- like I fuck I it's the only Marvel show that I have not finished. Yeah, everything I mean, else based I've watched, on everything I've heard about Iron Fist, I would put it up higher on this list, probably uh, almost certainly above Sneaky Pete. Okay, because I hadn't really heard much about Sneaky Pete. It was more right. like was just, oh, oh, that's oh, interesting. And, uh, Better Call Saul's coming out, and oh, there's right. Bob Odenkirk, and, and the, the premise sounds cool. And okay, yeah. uh, I think it's a bigger disappointment than the Circle. Okay, I'm with you on that. Uh, I would say the circle probably goes to number ten for me. I Sneaky would, Pete was a bigger disappointment. I would put it above Ozark, but I haven't seen Ozark. Right. So uh, Ozark was fairly disappointing for me. Okay. Because just because like the premise and the setup is such, uh, it's right up my alley. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Iron Fist can go higher than Top of the Lake because okay, then it's I, probably I, right. There. I had no expectations of Iron Fist other than I like Finn Jones and I have a vague. I don't, I don't know yeah. who the fuck Iron Fist is. Right. I have. I mean, I, he might have been in three frames of comic books that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how far off the fucking radar he's he's been for me. Um, and I'm a pretty big Marvel guy. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he can go higher than Top of Lake. So I put him underneath uh, Ozark's fine. Okay. Uh, Sneaky Pete above the circle, you say? I would do that, yeah. Above Iron Fist? Well, I haven't seen Iron Fist. So I know, and you're e- not a either way you want to go on that. Um, well... Shit. I okay. mean, that just makes my disappointment pri- have a primacy over yours. It, yeah, but I I think like based on what I've heard, Iron Fist was had more expectation. Okay. Um, uh, so that like seven or I guess six through ten feels right to me. Okay. Now, where does like the top five? Where do we put those? Uh. So, cure for wellness and gold. We maybe well, let's do need from the let's, let's do let's do from bot, bottom up. Alien, yeah. bigger disappointment in the covenant or did mother? I say no. I was really excited for mother based on like, it had one of the best theatrical Aronofsky posters alone. of all time. Yeah. It had an excellent trailer. Uh, My I've, love for Requiem. Like I, Darren Aronofsky makes yeah. excellent, excellent films that have solid emotional cores. He made a good he made a good film about a fucking wrestler, starring yeah. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Um, yeah, the wrestler's fucking. I phenomenal. love Jennifer Lawrence. I love Javier Bardem. I like okay. uh, uh, shit. Not Ed O'Neill. Um, Ed Harris. Patrick Harris. Yeah. Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer is in this movie. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is in this movie. Yeah. So I, I was really hyped for it. There's no way Alien Covenant is a bigger disappointment. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a bigger disappointment than Suburbicon. Okay. But I think both are bigger disappointments than Gold. What? I think both Suburbicon and Mother are bigger disappointments for me than Gold. Than Gold? Mother, certainly. I mean, I know wow. you can't talk about Suburbicon, but you were more hyped for Gold huh. than Mother? I guess... Hmm. I mean, other than the subject matter and Matthew McConaughey... Well, those are the two things that I'm going on here, yeah. yeah but uh, but other than 
other than the yeah i mean the trailer for mother made it look awesome made me like super intrigued and yeah. you combine that with the idea that oh this is a darren aronofsky film mm-hmm. yes i'm in so okay i could see that um, a cure for wellness had the same kind of trailer vibe going see cure like, for wellness was a more exciting trailer for me sure but it didn't have the pedigree right and that's where it gets tough and that's why i kind of want to put suburbicon over gold because suburbicon had 1950s Matt Damon, directed by George Clooney, written by the Coen Brothers. Yep, like little far, like a little farcical, farcical flair. How can this be bad? Whereas Gold was just like, oh man, that's super cool. That looks like Wolf of Wall Street meets Breaking Bad in the jungle. I, I, I and I like Matthew McConaughey. I'm in for that concept. Yeah, I, I was also um, likewise very hyped for Suburbicon, even though I didn't get to see it. Uh huh. Um. But I was also very hyped for gold. It's huh. an easy but, decision for me to put over gold. If it's it's a struggle for you, then uh... Suburbicon, I never under never quite understood the premise of it based on the trailers. Right, I never quite got like what it was going for. It was I it say was the same sold thing to about me for wellness and mother too. Like they're, they they the, but they were intriguing in a way that I don't think Suburbicon was. Like Suburbicon, yeah. the trailer felt a little flat to me. Um, hmm. The the pedigree though was what really excited me about it right uh, and cold brothers are hit and miss for me they are because yeah. like for every uh uh for every um fargo and for every um the big lebowski there is a burn before burn after reading and huh. uh suburbicon right and, and and the last and, one they made yeah uh hail, hail caesar yeah. jesus hail caesar uh, you know not that it doesn't have its charms. I guess that's the thing. I guess the Coen brothers have yet to make a film where it's a, it's just a total piece of shit. Yeah, I felt like Cure, Cure for Wellness, is it a total piece of shit? No. But everything that builds up to relies on a third act that, that makes it worth it, and it didn't. Right. Suburbicon had the great work with the kid actor. Uh, Hail Caesar had the dance scene, the the show tune scene with the yeah. uh, you know dog face Magic McGee. Mike. Yeah, uh, I uh, dog face Tatum. Gold was just man, it just wasn't very entertaining. Okay, I mean, I didn't see Suburbicon, so if you're saying it was a huge letdown, then I well, I, I guess I would agree based I'm on a hard the pedigree. Time. And... I did, but if you had big expectations for Gold, like that's 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 something. And you didn't have so so I'm like why why I put Suburbicon over Gold, just because you didn't have as high as expectation. I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it's uh, I had high expectations for Suburbicon, and you I guess a trailer put you off a bit. Whereas Gold like it was the trailer just, just didn't give me any. It didn't give me enough information about the movie yeah. to get me excited. Yeah. Um, whereas Gold definitely did. Gold okay. got me excited with the trailer. Uh, Does American Made belong on this list? With the Tom Cruise yeah. uh, Contra thing, Iran Contra? I felt like it was a better film than Gold. Huh. But it's 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 in Gold's neighborhood. You it's, know, it's, it didn't disappoint me that much, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It, it it didn't thrill me exactly, no. but it didn't really disappoint me right. either. So right. no, I don't think it belongs on this list. Okay. Uh I don't know, man. I don't know. I was pretty disappointed by gold in the end. Okay. And I just didn't see Suburbicon, so 
I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. I guess the other thing that, that I can't underrate is Suburbicon, I had to actually work and hustle to see because my fucking car catastrophically failed on the route to go to see the movie. Oh, God. And I had to fix it that night, and then I busted my ass to go see it. Like, on, I think the, the first available I could see is Monday, and I drug my wipe out to see it. And we, like, I fucking flushed it. I flushed two evenings. I think I was buying my house to, to see to see that fucking piece of shit, and it was just not. And on on the faith that it would be worth it, and if I had just if I had just cracked a, a fucking Rotten Tomatoes, I would have seen that it wasn't. Yeah. So like maybe that's why I'm I'm really fucking over <laughs> it. But I think I think so. Okay, let's let's let that let's let that be. Alien Covenant doesn't crack doesn't get higher than five. No. Um, what about? A cure for wellness and mother. Is there an argument to put mother over a cure for wellness? Huh. The the it I think I was so hyped for both of those based on the trailer. Yeah. I was hyped by who was making mother. Uh huh. Um That's true. Cure cure for wellness other than like Gore for Gore Verbinski is not Darren Aronofsky. He's, Both trailers yeah. were intriguing, and Mother had a way stronger lead cast. I'm trying to remember some of the gore stuff that I've seen. Um, oh, The Ring, he directed. Uh, the Lone Ranger, uh, 2013. Did, didn't he also? Oh, do... he's done two pirate, three pirates movies. Yeah, he did three to pirates. Don't yeah. don't don't shit on the pirates. Yeah. Don't shit on the pirates. Oh shit! But he did one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies, The Weatherman. Right, shit. I think he also did that. Didn't he also do the 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 movie about the uh, the Mystery Men? Mm, did he maybe write it or something? No, I thought he was connected with the the Mystery Men. No, not that I see. Okay, uh, the Mexican, the Ring, Pirates movies, Weatherman, Rango, Lone Ranger, and A Cure for Wellness. Again, no Darren Aronofsky. Right. And again, and the main cast of Mother's much better than Cure for Wellness. But I, 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 that trailer really grabbed me by the nuts. I really, I felt strong Matrix vibes from it. Um, yeah, and it did not deliver. I think Cure for Wellness is number one for me. But boy, Mother would be. Th- these are really tough to decide between. Yeah, it really is. Maybe Mother is because like I. The disappointment of Mother stuck with me longer. Like I remember. Not, it, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it in the sense of like turning over my head, like it's like oh, I'm, I'm more of just like God damn, oh man, I, you know, like I the cure for wellness, I went and saw it and I talked about it and I was done. Mother, like I watched a bunch of different reviews and I kind of debated with people in the forums and so like is that is 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 that the fact that it its disappointment grabbed me and and held on to my like I it, it was a much longer hangover. I think I've become more disappointed with both of these as time has gone on. Because A Cure for Wellness, I remember sort of defending well, the, the monster movie <laughs> angle of it. Like, yeah. oh, this is traditional monster movie And it does have stuff. some solid body horror. Uh, yes, it definitely has that. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think, of, is, is there one thing that Mother scenes. does other than look amazing? Uh, other than look amazing. I mean, it does have some great performances. And it does build a certain kind of dread and tension in yeah. the second heading into the third act. Mm-hmm. It just... In that very Darinovsky, like, a little confusing sort of way. Yeah. Like, why do I... Yeah. 
necessarily feel as trepidatious as I am. Right. Um, whereas a cure for wellness, I it had you know what it felt like a cure for wellness felt a lot to me like Shutter Island, where mm. it was less less intensely nerve wracking and scary than it was like what is the ultimate payoff of this going to be? Like, where is this going? Yeah. And then when it ends up where it ends up, it's pretty disappointing. Yeah. More so more so now than, like I said, I, I tried to lean into the monster movie aspects of it before. Uh-huh. And the more I think about it, the less that made sense in that movie. Yeah. The the tone is just completely wrong at the end. Uh. Mother, I will say this about it, is it was a fantastic film to look at. Like, the lighting, um, especially, like, I, you know, they used, they had to use one of those cameras that could be lit by a candle or something, because yeah. it's just, there's, there there's, it's just, an, it's an amazing film to look at. It's super dark, but not in a murky way. Um, and there's a lot of interesting, like, a visual, a lot of interesting visual storytelling. It's just the story, it's in service of a story that doesn't need to be told. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it sounds like you're leaning towards cure for wellness. I man, it's the it's the Aronofsky factor because I really like Darren Aronofsky. I I, I don't know if you if you had to pick which one are you going with mother. I, okay, because I I had just decided mother was going at the top as well. Okay, so yeah, mother mother makes it. That's unfortunate. Mother makes I. Sorry, Mr. Aronofsky. Well, I mean, the good news is the reason we're so disappointed is because we like you so much and we respect you so much as an artist. (laughs) Or we did, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody can can have a turd. Everybody can have a turd. Unless you're you're a gimple and then you're just bowls full of them. Can't flush them. Just keep accumulating and running out. So that's the category, huh? That's the category. All right. All right. That's a pretty good top 10, I think. Uh, and then, spoil for it's probably will never be released roundup podcast. Uh, I think we are ready to do the big categories now. I think so. Uh, should we stop here? Like, because we sure. know there's going to be a clean break here. All right. Uh, don't know when you'll see this. Maybe it'll be the last one. Maybe it'll be the first one. Maybe it'll be the third one. You can listen to them in any order. Uh, the Baldi's Awards are already out. What the hell am I doing? Uh, watch them, listen, enjoy. Hope you hope you enjoy. It. If if you don't like what we're talking, if we, if you, go hit up the Baldi's third on forums, forums.baldmove.com. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. Whatever. Bye. <laughs>